0: Hi, this is James Zeke, and you are listening to Warrior's Way Podcast, episode 81. If you haven't checked it out yet, press pause and get on the Google machine and find the Patreon page for Warrior's Way Podcast. If you've checked out our Patreon page already and are one of our Warrior's Way Podcast Army members, thank you so very much. You get gold stars. If you don't know what I'm talking about, like I said, press pause and go over to patreon.com and look for Warrior's Way Podcast. Go on, I'm waiting. I've been building a members-only area on the Patreon's Warrior's Way Podcast page where we have a whole lot of cool, secret, member-only instructional videos on everything from wicked jujitsu jitsu techniques, how to use the pads properly, weapons drills, meditation, breathing a whole lot more. So, be an awesome person and help support our Warriors Way podcast that you know you love and get on our Patreon page and join us today and help ensure that this train keeps rolling into the future. You'll be happy you did. Judd Reed is one of an elite few karate masters who have successfully conquered the rarely staged 100-man kumite. It's widely considered the ultimate martial arts test, where a challenger engages in 100 consecutive two-minute fights against black belt opponents. Through his martial arts journey from being a skinny Melbourne kid all the way to becoming a world champion who conquered the 100-man kumite Reed has made it his personal mission to motivate people to pick up martial arts and inspire a similar sense of determination and self-confidence. Reed says, The 100-man kumite is something you can never prepare for, the 46-year-old said. I dug deep and drew on my previous experiences in life, especially from my time in Japan. I drew from my persevering, never-give-up spirit, I believe and I feel what got me across the line was drawing on those experiences. Those experiences began in Melbourne, Australia. And Reed was a young, was a, as a boy, sorry, who played soccer and often engaged in schoolyard fights with bigger kids. By his own admission, he had a lot of fire in him. He was always getting in trouble and lacked self-confidence. However, when the self-proclaimed Bruce Lee fanatic started practicing karate when he was 12 years of age, he found the training yielding immediate results. He felt an instant connection to Kyokushin karate and bonded with it instantly. Reed enjoyed all aspects of the martial art, particularly the intensity of training, the hardship, discipline, and the sweat it involved. But most of all, He respected the strictness of his teachers in ensuring everything was done at 100%. I like the philosophy of karate. It's something that you wouldn't forget about after you finish training and would bring home with you, he says passionately. With karate and martial arts, you carry those philosophies with you throughout your life. It teaches you a way of life. In some ways, it teaches you how to behave. In fact... The person happiest with Reed's training was his mother. She was overjoyed at how her son had changed. Suddenly, he had much improved concentration and discipline, which resulted in better results in school. Through karate, everything in Reed's life was experiencing an immensely positive effect. There was also the point where a dream was born. Reed made it his life's ambition to study directly under Mas Oyama, the legendary teacher who founded the full-contact discipline of Kyokushin. In 1990, following a recommendation from his karate instructor in Australia, the dream turned into a reality. He departed for Japan to live and train under his hero Oyama for 1,000 days as part of the legend's Uchideshi live-in training program. I used to write in a diary as a young kid. I will go to Japan one day and live and train under Masayama. I believed in that, and I made it happen. Recalls Reed. That changed my life. I went to train at nine. I went to Japan at nineteen years of age and trained under the master. I guess after living in Japan, I was never going to live a normal life like a nine-to-five. I was just living the karate dream, eating, sleeping, and doing karate. For the next three years, the Aussie underwent intense training and barely had any contact with his family. At times, he was physically and mentally broken, but the legendary Oyama took it upon himself to rebuild all of his students through this process, almost reconstructing them. He also found that his hero was everything he had imagined him to be. Oyama was an absolutely amazing person. I feel sometimes that words cannot describe him the way he deserves because he was an incredibly humble, caring person, and all he wants to do is get the best out of you. He always wants to inspire you to do well for yourself and for you to succeed. That is what he was all about, building your character and giving you confidence. Reed recalls of his days under Yama's guidance sometimes he was very harsh on you if you were not training hard and he saw you were stuck he would come down on you like hey you fool you must straighten yourself up and train better at the same time if you're doing something right he would say well done that is what i want to see one day you are going to be a world champion Reed, who transformed into a 93-kilogram Hulk, became the first non-Japanese to graduate from the program. His friend and former K-1 competitor, Nicholas Petas became the second and the last as Oyama passed away in 1994. However, before the Melbourne native ventured off into the world, the legendary re- teacher requested two things from his pupil to become a world champion and to complete the 100-man kumite. It took Reed two decades before he fulfilled the first request. He competed in many tournaments, placing second and third multiple times, before finally winning the WKO World Heavyweight Championship in 2010. As far as competing, completing the 100-man kumite, however, he initially had no desire to fulfill that request. Reed had full knowledge of the rigors involved in such an extreme test and had witnessed first-hand competitors tearing their muscles in mid-attempt. He even participated, participated as a combatant in Akira Masuda's attempt 20 years earlier and saw Masuda in agonizing pain. It was not something he was eager to put himself through. However, after constant calls from his friends and family, the Australian finally relented. He decided to honor his legendary master's memory and an appreciation of all the people who had supported him over his storied career. To get himself ready, Reed spent four months getting into peak physical conditions so he could withstand the ultimate martial arts test known to humankind. It would still not prove to be enough. In October 2011, with cameras rolling, Reed was ready for his 100-man kumite. It consisted of fighting 100 men consecutively, one after another, for anywhere from 90 seconds to two minutes. It was a daunting task, to say the least. At first, he tore through the first half of the challenge without any issues, but soon, as expected, fatigue set in. The last 40 fights were going to be the most horrible feeling of pain I was going to experience my whole life, he recalls. Around fight number 60, I felt a weight on my shoulders. It felt like a 200 kilogram log on my shoulders and I felt my power leaving. It went from 100% to feeling like 10 or maybe 20%. I lost my concentration, My power was gone. I felt lonely and almost defenseless. Reed's legs were cramping. He was dehydrated and he was sweating profusely. His body felt like it was on the verge of collapse, but despite all of that, he was determined to finish. That's when I got into my mindset, said Reed. I told myself, Judd, you have to snap out of this very quick. You have 40 more fights to go. And I had to dig deep into my spirit and really rely on all my preparations, including 20 years of training in Japan and all around the world, gathering all that strength and used it to get across the line for the next 40 fights. I never felt like giving up. My mindset was always, I am going to complete this no matter what. He says, as determined as he was five years earlier. The human spirit can overcome a lot of difficulties. You can do anything you want if you put your mind to it. After three and a half hours of pain and suffering, he became just the 20th person in history to complete the 100-man Kumite. It was an incredible accomplishment that he holds as one of the proudest moments of his life. Upon such a milestone achievement, he could have very easily called it quits and retired to simply teach karate in a dojo. However, that was not Reed's way. He recalled all that he had learned from, sacrificed, and gone through in his life for karate, and knew it would be a waste if he were not to do anything with it. In fact, he felt he had a certain responsibility to carry on his master's enduring legacy to teach for him, to instruct others in his ways it's something that still motivates him to this day more than 20 years later reed's extraordinary journey was compounded by the fact that he could have led a more comfortable life if he hadn't decided to dedicate himself to karate by the time he was 14 reed was already an incredibly promising golfer with a handicap of 14 with the real possibility of turning professional In addition, he also could have become a stockbroker in the Melbourne stock market after working there for a year. However, none of that was part of a life Reed wanted to lead. I have no regrets, he says with conviction. With my martial arts, I've been able to travel all around the world and I've met different people, developed close friendships and bonds, and for me, there's nothing better than that. So there you go. This is from the article Judd Reed's Incredible Journey from Skinny Teenager to 100 Man Kumite Legend from the 1FC.com website. And that's pretty cool. Do some research and look up Judd Reed and more importantly, or also, <laughs> look up the 100 Man Kumite. Because if you don't know about this, ooh, you've got some learning to do. The 100-man Kumite is an extreme test of physical and mental endurance in Kyokushin Karate. Kumite, if you don't know, it's a form of sparring. The 100-man Kumite consists of 100 rounds of Kumite, each between one and a half and two minutes in length. The challenge was devised originally by Masoyama, the founder of Kyokushin. He was also the first person to complete the test. And believe it or not, (laughs) he went on and completed the 100-man kumite three times over three consecutive days, making him reportedly the only person to complete a 300-man kumite The second man to complete the test was Steve Arneil in 1965. And then in 2004, there was a woman named Naomi Ali who completed it. Oyama, if you don't remember, he's known for his tough fierceness, which included things like knocking live bulls unconscious with his bare hands, sometimes grabbing them by the horn and snapping the horn off. That said, there's a lot of conjecture about what Oyama Sensei did and what is legend. I'm pretty sure, though, he's pretty tough. What we know for sure is that there have been a few people like Judd Reed who have stepped up to the plate and taken on the 100-man Kumite, but not very many. Well, I myself have not done this thing... and don't see myself doing it anytime soon, Um, I have to say I like the idea. (laughs) Um, At my school, the Eek Academy of Martial Arts in Victoria, BC, throughout the year we do what I call Crazy Train, which is two hours of continuous jiu-jitsu rolling. And it's usually like pretty long rounds, 20 minutes, maybe more depending on how I'm feeling. <laughs> the idea is being that on the street, you don't have any idea how long you have to fight. So you had you better be ready for whatever goes. It's a gut check. And people either love it or they learn from it. And the rounds, like I said at my school, they could be 15 minutes, they could be 20 minutes, they could be any length. Just to, And there's no breaks, by the way. You have enough time between rounds to crawl over to your next partner. And while I didn't get the idea from Oyama, I'm pretty sure he would dig it. The martial arts should test you. But it should also prepare you for whatever life throws your way. And let's face it, life can throw some pretty crummy things your way. Some people simply aren't up for the task. They aren't up for the tests that life throws. Training in a way that toughens you, prepares you, makes it so you mentally have the tools to keep your head up, looking forward, regardless of what is going on. As a combat arms army guy, I was so grateful to everything that I'd learned through training in the martial arts all my life that got me through some pretty rough times. And let's face it, the easiest thing to do in life is just coast through your life and through your training. Most martial arts schools these days are doing ridiculous things like promoting students based on the number of classes they've been to. Looking at martial arts as more of a kind of entertainment than it really is, it's the way. With capital letters on the and way. The way. The martial arts doesn't need to be so hard that it destroys people, but it needs to test them and push them and sometimes make them fail. Heck, life is going to test you and make you fail. It is way better to fail on the mats than it is to fail completely in your life. It's better to sweat on the mats than it is to bleed in the battles of life. Now, I'm not saying to go out and sign up for the next 100-man kumite. Let's get that clear. And I'm definitely not saying to start wrestling bulls and snap off their horns. (laughs) But please, please push yourself. If you're a teacher, push your students. If you're a student, and you all are, push yourself. I constantly hear from students who tell me that they are going to take a break. Whenever I hear that, I can't help but smile. Because, honestly, what taking a break means, almost always, is quitting. And I think that's hilarious. Quit. (laughs) You just won't get any of the benefits. You won't learn. And obviously, you didn't learn a thing from your training. In my nearly four decades of martial arts, what I have learned more than anything is that humans are far too often very lazy creatures. Even more so when they get into a groove. We can coast in our training and we can coast in our time spent on the couch. I say to my students all the time that they need to get in and train whether they feel like it or not. You don't have to be having the best day. You don't have to be full of energy. Heck, some of the best training you'll do seems to happen on the days that you're tired, cranky, worn out, sore, hurt. This is what the 100-man Kumite is all about. It's about pushing the body, strengthening that fighting spirit, building things in you that you didn't know you had. And you probably didn't let's face it most people don't have any stick with fitness they are moody picky and after the honeymoon is over simply look for an excuse to quit whether it is training or anything else then you know it as martial arts teachers we need to push and challenge our students One of my old teachers once told me that a decent martial arts teacher should be seeing if he can make his students quit. (laughs) I didn't like it when I heard it either. At first, I didn't understand what he said or what he meant. And figured it was his way of giving himself permission to be hard on us, to be brutal on us. Which he was, very. He was Extremely old school. But over the years, I've come to see that he was really telling me some pretty good advice. You can run what amounts to a McDojo. Or you can be the real thing. The real thing is often all about crazy zen. The teacher playing the role of the trickster in a way making students uncomfortable, making students examine themselves and their lives, making students work harder than maybe they have ever done before, making life sometimes confusing, at other times affirming, but always about change and learning. Training in the end is all about taking responsibility for your life and your progress, as well as the results. You can coast, that's a choice. You can quit, that's a choice. Or you can challenge yourself and push yourself and reach for more, and this too is a choice. The question of the week. When it comes to fitness, what do you think is the most important thing to do? Because I don't have a ton of time. (laughs) Well, first off, buddy, (laughs) you have more time than you realize. Make time. Get results. Wake up early. Go to bed later. Fitness for me means discipline and commitment. You have to do it. You have to get yourself up. You have to push. As for what to do, good Lord, my view of stuff has changed a lot. I did things like CrossFit before anybody knew what it was. I remember trying to explain to people and they looked at me like I was nuts. I've done more things than you could imagine. And my view is always changing. But one thing hasn't changed. I think that you need to make sure you include four things in your workout every week. You need to have push-ups. You need to have pull-ups. Not chin-ups. Pull-ups. That's with your palms away from you. You need to have squats. And you need to row. And of course, you need the other stuff too. But... Always have those four things in there. Now, thanks to the legendary martial martial artness. Thanks to the legendary martial artist and fitness guru Steve Maxwell, I'm doing an amazing isometric workout twice a week. This full body timed static contraction workout based around what the body needs to do jujitsu for the rest of my life. Steve tells me that doing a workout like the one that I do is probably going to add 20 years of solid jujitsu to my life. And if you know him, you know the guy definitely knows his stuff. If you don't, again, press pause, go on Google, find out who Steve Maxwell is. I would listen to him about a lot of things. Now, I also make sure that during any given week, I work the legs. A martial martial arts teacher I had years ago told me to never forget to keep the legs strong. When you get the chance, guess what? You take the stairs, not the escalator. And I am still at it, still trying. I think that we all need to get in our 10,000 steps a day and make that your religion. It has to be your religion or you're not going to do it. And after that, I just think that you need to do the active things you love as much as you can. If you love jiu-jitsu, get on the mats. If you love karate, then get at it. Whatever it is, be active. Most days. I go to the gym and do something probably five days a week at least. Now, I think I could, have, I could probably reduce that to two days a week to be honest and i would get the same benefits for the most part but i've been doing 5 days a week for years and to be honest i just like it i like starting my day with meditation and then i get myself going and moving the body it's discipline this is the way so there you go i don't believe that you don't have time <laughs> This is coming to you from a guy who was a combat arms guy in the army. And believe me, they eat up a lot of your time. And even when I was on course and had to get up at stupid times in the day, I was still going to actually back then I was going to the gym twice a day, five days a week. So there you go. I don't believe that you don't have the time. Make the time. If something is important, you will make the time. If it isn't important to you, guess what? You're going to say you don't have much time. And I will give you the words of one of my old karate teachers. That is nothing more than the bubonic laziness. And it spreads like a plague. Don't let it. (laughs) And I think we'll end it there. So, cool. Judd Reed and his 100-man Kumite. That's pretty cool. Um, I got that idea from a listener, by the way. So, if you are listening to this and you have some cool idea of maybe it's, you know, some martial arts that you've heard of. Maybe it's your teacher that has done something cool. And, you know, part of the thing with this podcast is they, there has to be something written about them. Um, contact me. Let me know. You never know you might hear about it here and that is a cool way to give back to all of you awesome people that listen to this thing and speaking of awesome people like i mentioned at the beginning of the podcast i'm doing this thing on patreon uh basically if you can imagine we're 81 episodes into this podcast it takes a lot of time to research and to plan and all that kind of stuff and uh You know, as much as I love doing it, and I think that it's an important thing, it is work, and it is useful, and I would like to keep it going, and um, I'd like to keep it going as long as I possibly can. To help that, I started up the Patreon page with the idea that if people out there really want this thing and really want to see it continue on long into the future, it gives you a chance and a way to support what I'm trying to do in helping everybody out there getting more from their life and their training, and also gives you some cool insights into my world and the things I do and um, the things that I've learned over, well, these 50 years and 40 years of training in the martial arts. So it's slowly growing. The videos are there um, for those that su- subscribe. Um, and for those that are, I want to thank you very much. And for those of you who are going, hmm, that sounds cool, well, get on it. <laughs> but I don't want to pressure you with high powered sales because if you know me, I'm no businessman. Um, But what you could do that will cost you nothing but will help me out a lot is give this podcast a five-star review on Apple Podcasts, write some words about it, about what you like about it. That'd be fantastic and it would make my day. Um, And always, like I've said before, I love hearing from the people that listen to this and finding out what this means to you and what you think about it. Um, It just makes it all worthwhile because as you can imagine this is me recording my voice <laughs> it feels a lot like talking to myself and it's just nice to to see that uh there are people out there who are loving the thing it means a lot to me so what you can also do is spread the word about it let your uh buddies that you train with your friends your family your frenemies the you know random strangers on the street <laughs> Tell them about the Worries Away podcast. Um, I've had a few people ask me about the t-shirts that we had done a while ago. And uh, we got off of that train. We may uh, have t-shirts made again in the near future. It's something that i am got on the back burner. Got some ideas. So stay tuned for that. And uh, I will probably post that onto the Patreon page when I do. Um, as well, you can find out about all the cool things that we do through warrior's way podcast that i do through uh, my own training and through the academy of martial arts on my instagram page just look for Eek academy pretty simple to find just my last name and uh you can find out everything that you want about me probably to a limit because you know i am not some social media star i post stuff when i feel like it And I, you know, I'm not a slave to the social media. I'm not trying to be an influencer. (laughs) Um, You could also find the Warrior's Way podcast on Facebook. You can find the Eek Academy of Martial Arts on Facebook as well. Um, And if you are into all of this stuff I talk about and everything that I'm saying, I've written a couple books on training in the martial arts. One is where I got the name for this podcast. It's called "The Warriors' Way: a Guide to Lifelong Learning and the uh, Lifelong Training in the Martial Arts. And the other is um, called "A Wolf in the Woods," which is an interesting um, story, basically about how I was in a fight with a wolf in the woods, believe it or not, um, and somehow walked away unscathed. But how that kind of changed the way I look about my training and what matters and what you should be striving for. So uh, look for those both on Amazon. You can get it for your Kindle. You can also, if you're not a Kindle guy, but you have a Kobo, you can get it on your Kobo. Or you can get it as this old-fashioned thing called a book. (laughs) You can get it either way. Um, And I think that's about it. So if you have anything that you'd like me to know about in terms of the podcast, please drop me a line. Um, Please check out our Patreon page and uh, join us on the wonderful, wonderful social media and uh, see all the crazy things that I do. And with that said, get off this thing. Get on the mats. Train hard. Have fun. Be a good friend. And you know what? Make this world a better place. Take a look at your life and what you can do to enrich and improve the life of not just the people around you, but all of the things. Stop having this kind of disjointed view that we are all separate. Start to see that we are all actually in this together, floating through space. This is all we got. Let's make it the best that we can. Thanks a lot.